Welcome to the Accounting Technology Fireside Chat Podcast. Now, sit back and enjoy while Nick and Trevor help you use your technology to make money and delight your clients. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Accounting Technology Fireside Chat Podcast. Good morning, Trevor. Good morning, Nick. How are you? I'm very well indeed, and how are you? I'm excellent, excellent. It looks like we've uh, we've gone through our. We're getting some nicer weather. Lockdown is ending early. They tell us on the news today. So, oh, so you're gonna end? You can end early with two thousand cases a day. That sounds lovely. Golf, and I played golf three times last week. So there you go. Wonderful. That's why you've got the sniffles. You could smell COVID in the air. I haven't got the sniffles. I've got that itchy nose. Hanging out with those NRL players or something too much. <laughs> well, well, for us, would you believe Monday pubs are open again? Yes. So the Doherty, the Doherty modelling stadium. I was going through some stats this morning as, as I normally do in the morning, and browsing um, um, the, the stats. And of course, the government's very, very excited that we've hit you know over eighty-one percent of people first dose vaccinated, but. When you compare that with the world figures, there's a little difference, which is quite funky. The world reports total population vaccinated. Yeah. We report people over 16 vaccinated. All right. So on the world scale of first dose vaccinations, we're still 124th. <laughs> but they think... The world thinks we've gone vaccination mad and they're protesting for us over in no, no, no. no the, US, and over in the, the US. Yeah. So this is, this, is, this is funky. This is a media narrative about the, you know, 263 days of, of Melbourne in lockdown, most lockdown city in the world, blah, 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 um, which, which is a fascinating narrative because there the narrative is blah, that... Blah, 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 when you've only been in 80, you know. No, I don't know, whatever. But... but the, 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 if you compare deaths per 100,000 100, people, right, the whole of Australia is still doing incredibly well, although we're doing a bit worse now. But, mm. you know, you've got places like Poland who've lost, you know, percentages of their population protesting that we should open up so we should too lose percentages of our population. Oh. So if, if you want people you know to die of COVID, you go, you go ahead and, and follow what they say. I think it's, it's stupid because protesting in the US or Poland sure as hell ain't going to change what we do. No. No, so let's talk about the big news yesterday. The oh, big, big news. news, big news for some people. Um, yeah, a couple of couple of minor social media services um, were inaccessible for a few hours. Inaccessible. Yeah. So they were saying it was a was it four oh four era, the dreaded four oh four era. So well, it wasn't so wasn't so much a, a, so um, net net. From what I can read, I read their engineering blog this morning because I'm interested in, in what really happened. And so their engineering blog says effectively what happened is somebody inside Facebook made a configuration change to their networking settings. Now, this isn't the same as going up to the little router in the corner of your office and making a change. These are a very large, very complex networking system. So somebody implemented a configuration change. Um, I assume it probably wasn't tested so well. Um, and it had the ripple effect of removing all connectivity between Facebook's services, and that's um, you know Facebook, Facebook Messenger, Instagram, WhatsApp, and a bunch of other things. And I've got some funny stories about that um, from the internet in general. So those services suddenly became inaccessible for everybody. All I picture 
as soon as I heard about it, I picture all those funny stories you used to tell me about when things go wrong that you've had and you've had to fix. You know, you've gone, oh, gosh, we didn't back that up. <laughs> I, I just picture this guy, this poor IT guy going, uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, so there's already been a post in the uh, post post in the IT humor humor section on Facebook. It's been a few. Um, one of one of my favorite. So so a couple of ones I think are real. Is a couple of recruiters have said that um, Facebook have reached out to them and said, when this is all over, can we start hiring some networking engineers? Which is probably a really good idea. Um, it was rumored that when the response team from Facebook got on site, none of their swipe cards would work, so they couldn't get into the building. I, I heard that one. I heard that. that <laughs> and that sort of defeats the whole... That changes... I think that's a bit of a conspiracy theorist thing, saying, oh, it was everything, not just... They've shut them all out of everything, you know. Well, blah, blah, blah. Uh, well my, my favourite one was the guy, the guy who posted, and this is a joke, right? It's not real. He goes, had a great first day at Facebook, made a production change. There was no comments about it going wrong on the on the private message, uh, WhatsApp group. <laughs> and um, and my boss my boss said he'd send me a message, uh, message if anything went wrong. It seems to be all good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so how does it happen, Nick? You know, like, okay. You know, the, I get, we talk about cloud, what we talk about, what we focus on, we talk about cloud, mm -hmm. the people way smarter with bigger systems manage this stuff, right? So I sit there and I go, all right, hang on a minute. This stuff can go wrong. People can make mistakes and mm -hmm. we can lose stuff, but we only lost it for six hours. Yep. It's yep. And not you, 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 the end you'd of notice not only was it down for six hours, but when it came back, you didn't notice it come back. It wasn't like you had to reinstall applications or reauthenticate yeah. or anything nasty like that. It just worked again. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. And I've been involved over my career in a number of occasions where things have gone wrong. And, and uh, you know, I'm, uh, I spent a good deal of my time in, in an area of information technology called systems management. And what we do in there is we try and really prevent this kind of stuff happening. So the first thing is that hardware and software well, hardware fails. It, it yeah. just does. Um, it's not, it doesn't run forever. Um, disks fail, um, chips break, capacitors pop, power supplies go bad and fry things. And that all that stuff happens. So what you try and do in a, in a large system, and I've worked on lots, is you try and create multiple paths of redundancy. Right? So it's not yeah. just one connection, it's lots. And if one fails, it's fine, it routes between the others. And actually, funnily enough, the internet is designed like that. So the internet itself was originally designed to survive nuclear strikes. Um, so there's lots and lots of different connection points that connect to different things, and it's pretty robust. Um, that does mean that if you're sitting in your office and you've got a single internet connection, that's a... If you're, for example, if you're running a small business, you're in the cloud and you have a single internet connection, that's your biggest single point of failure now. Right, yeah. You should have two. Or you should have the ability to hop to wireless. Or yeah. you, you should have another option that's just not that one you yeah. know, piece of fiber or NBN or whatever. Because those, those things just get dug up. They, they really do. You know, you get, and it, and it, somebody doing some roadworks and off it goes. And that's one of the biggest outages is somebody digging up a cable. And worst case scenario is, and this is by having, you know, laptops and all of these sort of things that you can, without having, without her, you can just go, okay, that's down, flick over to my phone. That's, you know, the brutal, easiest way to access everything until that gets fixed. And we had it, like we had it at our Richmond office, remember that, with Hanson's when they dug up, we didn't even know. We had the failover 
4G network and it was running for, I think, three weeks. We didn't even know they dug up our cable in yeah. front. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's that's kind of how it should should work, right? That's that's how we kind of want it to be. Mm. Um, one of the other issues is if you're a you, every time you try and create a level of redundancy, you double your cost. Yeah. So if you're working you know, in a traditional, you know, back in the day when you had your servers on premises, you should have two servers for everything you do, at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, because you've got to have, it's got to be redundant. So every time you go, oh, server's going to cost me 50K, no, it's going to cost you 100 because you've got to buy two. And then you've got to buy yeah. the networking gear to handle that and the load balancers to handle that. And you've got to architect everything properly. And this is what they do in the cloud, right? There's yeah, multiple yeah. ingress and egress points. There's multiple things running. Now, interestingly enough, um, when you look at someone like Microsoft, they've learned the lessons over the last 22 years of what it means to actually run these things at enterprise scale. Because it's not just little, small and medium businesses that use Office 365. It's it's large enterprises. And, and yeah. you could go, well, you know what? Facebook's just social media. It's, um, we're going to lose some advertising revenue. But at the end of the world, nobody's going to die because Facebook's down. Um, it gets different when you start talking about core business systems. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. So, so there's there's a different level of rigor. I think what you, if you look at the availability, and this is the metric we use to say are things able to use. If we look at Office three six five, which is delivering about four nines of availability, which is ninety nine point nine nine percent availability, in a standard small business office computing environment, you could only hope to offer two nines maybe three if you're lucky. So yeah. 99% or 99.9%. If you multiply that by the number of hours, you get quite a lot of downtime out of three nines. So yeah, Microsoft have really changed <laughs> how we think of things Let me being nearly available. grab my calculator. <laughs> and, yeah, I, I used to, to say, I nearly went, hang on, so what's six hours on 300, on, on 365 days times eight? Yeah, I, I think, I think, I think not- four nines equates to eight hours downtime a year. Right. So it's Facebook, that, Facebook down for six hours a year, they're um, within that four nine. They could actually be within their their SLA if that's what they they agreed to. Most people don't agree that anymore, but that's the kind of things we used to the service level agreements we used to have to do. So in when we're building systems inside large banks, which is where I come from, um, we used to have multiple redundant paths for everything. So whereas you'd spend 50 grand on a server, we spend 5 million on delivering that same service, but deliver it across multiple redundant paths. And still it broke, right? It wasn't, all of this was there and it still wasn't perfect. Things would go wrong. So you get to why things go wrong. And I, yeah, I've I've been nice. I've talked about hardware failure. Um, Somebody can release an update or a patch and things can go wrong. Um, But the main reason things fall over is because of humans doing stupid things. And then right. who gets so, fired? Like, well, <laughs> someone gets you, someone's you, going to get fired over this one. Well, you're not you're not going to fire someone for making a mistake. What you're going to do is look at the systems and processes that surround that person and improve those. Yeah. Just just and you shouldn't be in a position where um, your entire operation, your multi-billion-dollar operation, rides on some bloke with some unique set of skills. So you can't have that, right? So you've got to go. What's the process that was followed to implement this configuration change? Who implemented the configuration change? Which team approved it? How was it documented? What was the rollback provision? Why did it go to custard? Um, and then you'll go. Well, next time we're making a configuration change, we'll either change our infrastructure or we'll do it this way which will stop it happening. And that process is something the aircraft industry has used 
for years and years you know when there's an air crash there's a big investigation and at yeah. the end of it they change some stuff so that that issue won't happen again until they'll do that. Yeah. So there's another rumor going around, which I'd like to dispel, is that there was a data breach as part of this. As far as Facebook can tell, and I think everybody else, there was no data breach. There's no evidence of a data breach. No data was lost as part of this. In fact, you couldn't get to your data. Facebook was way more secure for six hours than it probably is now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, as I said to someone yesterday, uh, who cares? Like if I put, yeah, it's uh, whatever I've put there. I don't really care about. I'm not putting anything up well, there that I want them that I'm worried you, about. You might not, but there's a lesser known application called Facebook Workplace, and Facebook Workplace ah. does actually you know do the equivalent of Slack or Teams and some other stuff inside businesses. So they do have a business tool, and as far as I know, that was unavailable as well. So like so it has had some some impact. They're not just a, a social network that people have fun on. It there are commercial reasons why people use it um i do i was led to understand that we've just had um uh just this string of people resigning from the new south wales state government for some some reason i'm trying to remember the initials icac or something i don't know corruption <laughs> some stuff uh, in fact i've got, a, I've got a this point out. <laughs> well no because um, a lot of politicians communicate with each other through whatsapp because it's um it's private and secure. So when they're doing their who's gonna vote for me, who's gonna vote for Rob Stokes, who's gonna vote for Don Perite, um they would have been WhatsApping each other and it was all down on the morning of the vote, which probably didn't work well for a few people. Oh <laughs> there goes another conspiracy theorist. Well, it's not a conspiracy theory that politicians <laughs> communicate with each other, right? We've no. been that for years. No, 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 that it went down and next minute um I can't remember. I can't pronounce his name. Your new premier, Perite, uh, comes in with Don't, a thirty-six to five vote. In his yeah, favor. it was, it was, it was pretty good. Uh, considering he's he's on the righter wing of the crazy yeah. right wing lunacy fringe of the right wing bit of the right wing bit of our government. Just, Just the so right wing Genghis Khan. You Nick can't. And I, have a, <laughs> I have a very big. We should do a different podcast on that one. We have a big discussion about it. Is every every week we go through and have a laugh at each other and and laugh at our leaders and and where we sit in the world today but uh, we we're not going to talk about that on here we, we could call it lefty lefty and righty keep it tighty there we go yeah. this, this. <laughs> but we're still friends we are so, <laughs> um so let's summarize this realistically right so yep. facebook crashes World News. Facebook didn't crash. Not available. Sorry. Facebook was inaccessible because of a networking change. All they, the Facebook services were still running. They just couldn't talk. And, and one of the things, one of the things you should think about, if you ever get a virus in your office, the first thing you should do is unplug the internet. Yeah. Right. It just so happens you don't run lots of servers anymore. Facebook do run a few, but there you go. Yeah. They'll have learned lots from this. Yeah, so, in summary. Run? Who wants in, to in, run servers again? <laughs> All those in favour? Who want? Who want to have a server anymore? Yeah. You know, like look at these guys. No, no one can run them. No. <laughs> well, if 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 the amount of money they funnel into running this infrastructure still causes them to have a six-hour outage, how much do you and your corner shop IT guy have of actually hitting high availability? None. Um, yeah. So. So the, the, the interesting other thing you've got now in your world is it used to be when you had a server or servers, um, if the power went in your office, you had no services. IT just didn't work. Whereas now, if you think about it, you've got Zero Practice Manager, you've got Zero, you've got Office 365. There's probably some other apps you use as well. 
one of them can go down for six hours, there's still other stuff you can do. For example, yeah. if Office 365 went down in the middle of the day for six hours, I'd dive into zero and do a bunch of that work. If zero went down for six hours, dive into Office 365 and do a bunch of that work. You've got lots of options. It's not, options. you're not, that single point of failure is kind of gone in multiple no, ways I'm, now. Yeah. So that, uh, maybe that's next week's conversation. ERP, uh, and, uh, not ERP, um, <laughs> and resource gone, planning this week. <laughs> no, um, brain, brain dead. Having a stack of applications versus one big system. Oh, monolith, monolith, yes, yes. The best of breed okay. versus single source of truth. Yes, that, that old chestnut. That's what happy to talk about, about that. that. So maybe that's a good one for next week because that one's coming up a lot again lately. Everybody's moving a bit. There's a bit of movement in the in the market to go back mm -hmm. to that, um, the, the, you know, one big system that all talks to each other because they're having apparently issues with integration which i think integration is probably the best it's ever been but so so anyway summarize i think so so i, 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 I we could talk about that to a degree because yeah. I've, I've had some conversation with customer not in accounting recently where they're kind of moaning about that but they actually don't understand what integration is they don't understand no. what their opportunities for integration are. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that later. So in summary, Facebook went down because one or more humans made a change to their systems, which caused a cascading set of failures. And, and you, you can do that. I know I know someone who made a change to a system who, and it wasn't me, um, but I was involved in fixing it, that took out took out a large section of one of our major banks. I've certainly yeah. made a change to a system and um, which had a cascading ripple effect on a, a large global bank. Um, so, so lots... Lots of people have been involved in those types of scenarios. And uh, I think in the world of cloud, it's although you've got less control over fixing it, you don't want to have control over fixing one of those. There's better processes, better people, better systems, and they spend a lot more money doing it. If you want an idea of the stuff they have to go through, go and read some documentation on ISO 27001. That gives you a high-level view of the different checks and balances you need to put in place if you want to run your own infrastructure at scale at high availability. Hmm. And, you see and how do running it. off to go and read ISO 27 and 1? 27,001, yep, I, I, yeah, I saw you. No, quickly, mm. let's get back to the tax legislation. That's far more fun. Dear, far oh, dear. More easy to read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was another bit of fun. It's always my highlight of my week is catching up with you, Nick. You know, how long is it since we've been faced? We've actually been, we've got together once for a coffee. Back in was it October last year, a year ago? I mean, yeah, it was a year ago. For a year or so before that, and that yep. was the day that Dy had their breakout. They had their um, yes. So the Northern yep. Beaches had the the, <laughs> the COVID breach or whatever was going on. You had your your cluster happen, and I'm sitting there going, and here's me. We're giving each other big hugs in the middle of the city, and I've gone, uh oh. Oh, uh, yes. I'll just, I think I'll just isolate for a bit. Nick, tell me when you get your results when you get back home. <laughs> but at least you go and do that. You know, these are the things you've got to do now. And, and, as, and as we move into, you know, like just to, to be serious about that sort of concept, what we're seeing down here is that our contact tracing and all that's dropping off and we're seeing businesses and people stepping up, um, which I think is fantastic. So, so we're so hearing ours, about ours, ours broke. people are 
Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you've been a but you've seen what's happened to us and you've preempted it a little bit. What happened to us is our contact tracing actually broke. When you start hitting a thousand cases a day, if you assume each case takes ten hours of an individual to contact trace, you suddenly do the maths and you run out of people and you run out mm. of population really quite quickly. So I think what happens is contact tracing breaks. We've just had an update to our service New South Wales app, which will now tell you if you've been to a location that's had another covid person in it so rather than the contact tracers phoning you the app's now doing it and i know in yeah. the uk the app their app actually will tell you to isolate and tell you how long yeah. and tell you when you can come out and so they're starting to remove people from that loop um and that that's why they're a lot more open is their app does a lot more we'll slowly get there remember covid safe we should talk about that yeah we're, we're there <laughs> You know, right. in total, in, in the whole, li whole life of that, that white elephant, it found seven contacts that the contact tracers found earlier. Well, what, what I was going to say, I know we've got the app and all those sort of things, but what we're seeing down here in, in Melbourne and Mount Eliza is the business owners are stepping forward now. So it's no longer a dirty word. They're saying, hey, guys, we've, been, we've identified there's been a COVID breach. If you've been in whatever supermarket down in Mornington on these days, Blah blah blah. That hasn't even hit the tier one um, yep. hotspots yet. It hasn't even got there, and that I think that's fantastic. I think that's the people getting grown up about this and starting to think think holistically about it rather than um, and and I I think the, blaming the, the well, government. The, what the World Health Organization says is although that's really good, you still. Re yeah, if you have a team of people whose job is to do this, they'll do it all the time. If you have a group of well-meaning uh, business owners, then 80% of them will do it. Yes, I, I, I understand. I, I get that. But it's just gives me makes it gives you a feel good with all That's, of these. And, and yeah, you need that. You need that. And I'll think of you on Monday when I'm in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you pictures. Yeah, so I can walk around the golf course. Not supposed to have a gown, not supposed to go to the toilet. Yeah, you can't go to the toilet, so you have to go before you go. It's <laughs> so funny. Anyway, enough of our rubbish. Trevor, that's been lots of fun. Have a fantastic day. See you all. See you later.